0: welcome to wobblies and wizards i'm your host logar the barbarian here with my co-host marcia marcia b welcome
1: good morning y'all and thank you
0: oh no doubt no doubt so we wanted to look at some dragon mags and the episode the episode the issue that we're looking at is 194 what year is this from
1: I funny. think 90, three, June
0: 93. June of 90. June of 93. So not quite 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and the first article we're gonna look at is about dragon dog fights. Yes. What were your thoughts on this?
1: <laughs> so I like what says. Very beginning, it says nothing is your attention like a dragon. So the whole issue is like focused around dragons. I think I don't know if that's if usual for Dragon Magazine at this point. Because I'm used to like the very old issues.
0: So they definitely have a point where they're like when you look at them a lot of the after a while they started trying to keep articles within some kind of unifying theme throughout the issue
1: oh there's
0: definitely that happens through through a period of dragon mag and a large period some of the earlier ones that did it it was the 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 unifying theme was more vague sometimes right but that's oh. one thing i've noticed reading all these so this this issue is about dragons uh and yes. from 93 and, and i just grabbed the uh the Council of the Worms campaign setting as we were starting this, <laughs> and I haven't looked through it in forever. <laughs> because uh, if you're not familiar, later on in the I guess the nineties, they came out with the Council of the Worms. This one originally was ninety-four, so the year after, but I think this wasn't even printed until nineteen ninety-nine or something like that.
1: Oh wow. But this
0: is where I first remember seeing like the half dragons, which is uh what are
1: half they called? Dragons.
0: Yeah, I, I always call them half dragons, but they have a different name in fifth edition now. And I, I'm trying oh. to remember what they're called. They're the
1: are they the, like the pseudo dragons? They're
0: uh, it's a major, it's a main player character race. <laughs> the, oh. Is the, is oh the dragonkin or something like that? Dragon. What do they god,
1: call it? I always do like the ripoff <laughs> name, where I say like "dragon folk," dragon.
0: Yeah, I always call them half dragons. I can't remember what the oh, name god.
1: is. Oh god, I feel salty. <laughs> I am a poser. I'm a fake fan. uh I mean, yeah, I, I dragonborn. Dragon dragon born. born That's right,
0: dragonborn. So this is like the first time I start seeing stuff like that pop in <laughs> And to be honest, this book, I have never used. I've had this in my collection forever. Oh my gosh. It is brand spanking new. It is not, it is (laughs) nice
1: condition because nobody's pulled it off the shelf
0: (laughs) and used it.
1: (laughs) Is that the one where the half dragons are like, they don't know they're dragons until they're like already grown up sort of. So they have this moment where they're like, whoa, I'm half dragon. I'm scary. You know, it's been so long since I've even
0: read through this. I think the last time I read through this book, we might not have even been in the 21st century yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so I don't remember. I remember sitting down with this book when I first got it, though, reading through it, getting all excited ah. and to play it.
1: <laughs> Anyways, dragon dog fights. <laughs> yes. Sorry for the whole tangent. <laughs> it's all dragon related. So I was looking at the author. Her name is Anne Brown. Apparently she was a big Greyhawk and Ravenloft author, which was kind of interesting for this time period.
0: She tells a whole story here about how they got dropped into this game that they played. Yes, and they name dropped somebody that I thought was was really cool. Where was it? Somebody that we've had on the show was 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 name dropped oh. here. Was this the one where they where they said that uh, Jim Wampler, or was it the other article? This is the
1: one, wasn't it? I don't know names, and so I probably was just like, oh yeah, that's just a person.
0: Yeah, she dro- name dropped Jim Wampler, who was actually on this show earlier this month. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I just played Battletech last night with the group. So when I when I'm looking through like what we did last night and looking at this article, I'm seeing a lot of similarities because there's a very tactical approach to what they do is they get dropped this this game. Like, oh, we'll just have dragon dog fights in the air for a Gen Con is what it is. Right. Right. And they're like, everybody gets assigned these. She was out sick that day when they were assigned them. What was left was the Dragonlance one, correct? Which was, was, they said, oh, just, yes. do, just do dragon dog fights in the air. They're like, oh, last minute they had to put together this game. So they did an approach to it that reminds me of more of war
1: gaming than of the role playing I'm used to, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. And actually, I saw she was talking about ribbons tied to the actual figures. I thought that was so cool because if you look at you know, OD&D, AD&D, and so on, the whole big point of it is that oh these are like figures that you like move around on the board with like the inch scales and everything so seeing yeah. that in the late 90s or sorry this is the early 90s and also with like the ribbons I thought that was like oh that's actually really like fun I feel like especially I can imagine like moving the ribbons around the board and like oh yeah. they're flying like this direction
0: and they got a utilitarian purpose as well to keep track oh, right. your
1: characters. And it's, it's pretty neat it's, it's exactly. an a cheap
0: way to do it
1: yeah for sure I wish I would have
0: thought of that when we were playing Battletech because <laughs> We had to find a way to, to differentiate the little the little fellas that were all the same looking, and I was like, which one's right. fun? Which one? so if that would have just color coded them with a ribbon, <laughs> I would have been good,
1: <laughs> right? I think Battletech was awesome's issue, wasn't it? I think I saw an advertisement for Battletech it.
0: Was, was in this issue.
1: I feel like it was. I, you know,
0: there was a bunch of ads in here that I know I always catch the, the Palladium ads when they're coming through, they got some Gamma World ads. There is Battletech in here, yes.
1: Oh, yes, there it is. There's a
0: role-playing preview. Actually, they, they go on about Battletech 3rd Edition in this episode, or this issue as well. Yeah. They also give you, in the article, like, kind of a character sheet for the type of combat you're going to be doing. And oh, yes. A unique sequence of play for the combat. I wonder how much this, like goes along with battle system and what they were doing at the time because it seems very war-gaming.
1: It does. I haven't read second edition, but I know that they, I think, simplified the original Gygaxian Mm -hmm. battle system. Yeah. But I do like how it's laid out in a very, like, control panel-esque.
0: Yeah, the whole thing, it's very... If you've played something like uh, Arkham Horror or Battletech, where they have these longer sequences of combat and turns of play, it kind of falls into that, but a little more stripped down.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I appreciate that a lot, actually, because I feel like war games, I haven't played any, but they seem very complicated sometimes. And so I like seeing just kind of like (laughs) sequence of play, two steps. And it's like, yeah, that's fine with me.
0: I haven't played a lot of them, but we played last night and... The rule set, when I played that battle tech, and I'm looking at this, I I catch it. I I think I can do this. Ah. I've played some board games with similar mechanics, like, uh, what's that one? Descent. And things like that, where you're moving an individual fellow along the board. Right. What they're presenting here, I can do this. The thing is, it's a totally different type of play that I'm used to with our dungeon delving.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: The biggest point is having folks maybe have some kind of card or thing in front of them that shows them okay this turn you do this this turn you do that so everybody has a printout in front of them to know what they're doing till people exactly the rules a little closer to playing risk <laughs> oh yeah for sure
1: which oh my god risk anyway how was battle because i haven't again i've played a war game before how to go
0: it went well. Uh, I feel that you really need some uh, some hardcore geeks to play that game. <laughs> it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, right? And that's kind of what I see in the dragon combat too. Like, right. This is for a specific group. Not everybody is going to want to go through that combat process that they're laying out here and be that invested into it. I tend to, but then again, I've been tending to run more rules light versions of the game to try to get away from the complexities of that. Exactly. Despite my hesitation to do rules heavy things, I think that looking at what they're doing with the dragon combat and the strategy on there, something I would have fun doing that game, it would probably be that's what we're doing for tonight's game
1: exactly having this
0: battle we might do this two nights in a row to finish this <laughs> complex battle
1: right I will say this seem like less of a hassle than like some I don't know I've seen awful role-playing games as far as like <laughs> this is what you do for fights and I'm like I don't want to remember all of this <laughs> <Yeah. And> so <laughs> in a way this is like I think not as bad as some of those things, but I agree that it seems very much like a, we're all gonna learn how to play this and it's gonna be like a special thing we're doing that requires its own effort.
0: Oh yeah. And and here's the other thing too, is that when it comes to these, this is building itself on the second edition combat system of FACO and everything. So as long as you know that basic system you're going to play in that that combat system, this is just adding a little more, what's the word I'm looking for? a little more complexity, a little more procedure to it and and making it much more board gameable roll instead of role play but that's not a bad thing in this case. Exactly. <laughs> it could be interesting. I and in fact it's got me thinking that at some point in time I want to start getting into some mass combat in my current campaign and see my players kind of do some of this kind of more strategic type thing. That'd be fun, I feel like. I'd have to get some he- some better hex tiles or hex page. My he- <laughs> My hex map's got some bad things going on with it right now.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I can imagine. Something I have heard recently like, that I kind of like is using uh, wood cubes for, like, maps and things. I don't have any myself, but I-, I like the idea of, like, okay, we can just, like, have wood cubes and rulers yeah. or, in this case, ribbons, which I, I love the ribbons, like. But anyway, I feel like that seems like a very nice solution for like we're gonna make a map just for today. We don't need like any special like terrain or anything. We're just gonna put like features on the table.
0: Yeah, and I've never been much of a mini user in my games. Like oh, neither. I, ha- I, 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 for the first over twenty years, I promise at least I had never used a mini. <laughs> it's not been <laughs> until the last decade I find it easier not to use them. But I've I've been messing around with them over the last so many years. Right. When we do, I don't usually do any kind of terrains. And half the time, the minis we use are just a die, like someone's D10 from <laughs> their bag. Like, oh, there's a D10 on there. Right. But looking at this, you know, I, I can see how it could be fun using that strategy game and that war game element and bringing some more of that into my game than I'm used to with the minis. But whenever we did it, we just would draw on the map. Like we would never used blocks or anything. Like oh, right. night, we played biotech, he's like, okay, red areas are large <laughs> things that go up you can't pass. Blue areas are water. <laughs> Green areas are what wooded areas. And then I think uh black areas were a slight elevation. So that Easy, was simple. <laughs> yeah, he just used the color code. We all knew what each color meant. We didn't have to pull out a bunch of, you know. Oh, right. a bunch of terrain. Getting into terrain, you're talking some money. <laughs> I was gonna say,
1: like, I don't know how much they cost because I have looked at it. But from what I understand, they can be like super expensive.
0: They're cool, you know. When I win the when I win the Powerball, <laughs> I'm gonna have some awesome terrain and a cool mini collection. Hit <laughs> that Mega Millions. <laughs> Just saying.
1: No, exactly. I feel like I would get like an espresso machine. <laughs> or i don't know i always think about like what if i won lottery last month my girlfriend and i bought some like tickets just for fun and she got 20 bucks oh yeah
0: i i buy them i buy them a little more regularly than i probably shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's really fun
0: yeah I, th- I think in my mind it's like you can spend a couple dollars and uh, less than it takes to go to a movie, and you can spend the rest of the week just daydreaming about what you're going right. with those lot of money and entertaining <laughs> yourself that way. I mean, you could spend like 13 bucks and go see a movie for only two hours. Right. One's cheaper and it occupies more time in my head.
1: <laughs> and you might get 20 bucks.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I might actually get money and I can daydream about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure. Exactly. <laughs> but, anyways, As for the dragons, we hit the lottery when we slay the dragon and steal their money. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I think that the the rule system here is if you're playing second edition, it's not a bad one to do this type of strategic combat with. For sure. It's a pretty neat little article. Um, I would try some variation of it, I feel, what I would do if it was my game is I would take a little more time looking at maybe battle system and a few other things before I approach running a game like this.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Any last minute thoughts on this, this article?
1: I'm looking through right now, not because I'm like, Oh, I do have anything else to say, but because I don't know. I just kind of like reading it. What I've noticed about this whole issue is that it has that like very verbose, like, let me just keep talking because I love talking <laughs> and I love that style of writing because I don't know. I think that now most writing is very formalist where it's just like, do this, do this, do this. And so seeing someone like actually talk about like their experiences and like, you should try this. Or if you like this better, I don't know. There's like, I like her use of language.
0: I I have to say one thing about this issue that's completely off. (laughs) Her article is interesting because she tells about how she got wrapped into running it in the process that led to it that's what makes it an interesting article more so than even the rule set that she presents to be honest
1: oh for sure
0: but one thing that's that's, i've noticed i I paid very little attention to they got this newspaper in the very center of this issue let me see i can't see if you can i am not sure i might have to post the the, uh, the video of this so people can see this on the youtube oh wait and it says it's usa alive i'm not sure i'm trying to figure out what game this is for but it seems to be a newspaper for the events going on in the world of some role playing game from MGI Mayf- Mayfair Games Incorporated. And I think the game might be called Underground, but it's a really cool little zine or something stapled in here. <laughs> oh, that's kind of fun, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's neat. It's just like, I guess it's a, a paid advertising. They have, they made these little, I used to have little, uh, it's in its newsprint, like an old newspaper right i used to have old newsprint issues of uh palladium had a magazine back in the 80s or i think in the late 80s and oh. i had little newsprint issues of that that were manufactured very much in the same manner but they weren't <laughs> stay in the middle of a dragon mag
1: <laughs> right that's very creative i feel like that's cool well we're about <laughs> out of time here. yes i hope we talked enough about dragons <laughs>
0: We will. We will continue
1: to talk. I think we might even
0: talk about dragons again in the future. We need to do like we did Dungeon Week a while back. We need to do Dragon Week where we just do every episode through the month uh, through that week is just about dragons.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: We'll have to plan that out for maybe after uh, after au- August or something. We'll see.
1: <laughs> yes. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here
0: today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Our blog is Wobbliesandwizards.com. Marcia, what's your blog?
1: My blog is ChiquitaFajita.blogspot.com. It's called Traverse Fantasy because I don't want people to feel silly saying Chiquita Fajita all the time.
0: <laughs> I, you can find me on Twitter at Crom, Marcia?
1: And I am at Traverse Fantasy.
0: We're on Patreon. You can really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobbliesandwizards. Is there anything else you want to throw in there?
1: Uh, I don't have anything else going on right now. (laughs) And as always, keep those
0: dice rolling.